Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. Hello, John. Tom, very excited because uh, the guests we're about to have on, we're going to be talking some football because right now it's Tuesday, yes. right? About 2 o'clock. Get pumped. And we are five days away from Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So people might be listening to this and already know what the score is because it's, you know, it could be down the road. But we are going to preview a little bit and we're going to talk about our buddy Hugh Douglas. Yes, Hugh's with us. Hello, Hugh. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Are you fired up? I am. You know what's funny? Like somebody asked me the other day, are you getting excited? And I was like, nope. I try to keep because it's only Tuesday. Yeah. So you try to keep your emotions in check. I try not to watch too much of the pop and pageantry. Even last night Super there was like four yeah. hours on. Yeah, and I'm like, because ah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. – it's really weird around this time of year because even though I cannot play football anymore, you still get the juices flowing and you, you think about, you know, being here in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Think about the time that we went to the Super Bowl. And you, you, just, get, you just get excited, excited for the city, excited for the guys that are there. And, uh, yeah, just can't wait to Sunday. Yeah. And I, I can't play the game today, though. I got I to gotta, I gotta pace myself. <laughs> you got to pace, pace yourself. John and I are doing the same. Cutting right to the chase, uh, Hugh. Who wins? What's the final score? Uh of course the Eagles win. Of course. Of course the Eagles win. <laughs> Could you imagine, uh, John, if it's that? Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win by a touchdown. I, I, I would say I'm, I'm thinking 24-20. <laughs> All right. And, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. if, you look, if you look at it, it's a really interesting uh, Super Bowl. I mean, obviously there's, they're talking about Andy Reid. <clears throat> you, you played under Andy Reid. Yes. Um, you know, you've got the young manager or young manager, young coach in Nick Sirianni. you got the Kelsey brothers going against each other. Right, you have the two, the first two African American quarterbacks, all of that to play against each other. Right, you've got just again, there's so many crossover between Kansas City and uh, Philadelphia, and you look at it, it's like you go to the. All right, I'm going to look at it from my perspective. Offensive line, right? I mean, you can't have a better offensive line than Eagles right now. No, not right? at all. You talk about Lane Johnson coming back from that that groin injury that he had, abdomen injury, whatever it is, and being able to play. I can't imagine what kind of injury, what kind of pain that he's feeling right now. And, and to be in this moment and just having to gut it out for one more game, man. Just be good for one more but game. But as a player, you forget all that, right? Because, if I mean, unless it's really a debilitating injury, right? And, and, and obviously that was the abductor, I think, right? Yes. Um, and also, you know, there's a couple other guys that have some injuries. Obviously, Hurts being one of them. Uh, the other quarterback, Mahomes, has an injury. But you as playing in the Super Bowl, I mean, I guess you got to just throw everything out there if, if you can. Man, right? listen, you got to do – you have to have I – know, I know both the trainers, Tom Hunkley. For the, for, the, for the Eagles, and I know Rick Burkholter because Rick was here yep. with the Philadelphia Eagles. Aggressive trainers. Tom comes from that Rick Burkholter school, and if you have to do everything that you possibly can within your power to, to get ready to play in this game, this is it. You can heal in the, in the offseason. Yep. You can rest in the offseason. So that you know what it's all about, just getting there, being there. And if you – it's the difference between being hurt and injured. And if you're hurt, everybody's hurt. Just got to suck it up, man. Just got to suck it up and go. How about, um, you know, you, you mentioned you were there, obviously, in 2004 with the Eagles. Uh, the veteran leadership, and in particular, veterans who've been there before, you think that's going to help the Eagles? This, I think it this is. Week? You know, you talk about Brandon Graham. I yeah. mean, so, so proud of Brandon. You know, when you talk about the big play that he had in the first Super Bowl win and the fact that he had the great season that he had now, man, and to be one of the mentors on that team and, and help mentor. The, the young guys coming up, and they're them listening to them. And th this group, from what I can see, is a real close-knit group. So I think that helps the young guys. And it also keeps everything tight so that when the older guys are gone, the young guys know how to, to usher and mentor the new young guys coming in. So you can always keep that just going, man, and keep, 
keep this football team great in Philadelphia. And what was that two-week, like, period when you were down in 2004? Yeah. Are you make the playoffs, and then are you make the Super Bowl. You've got a week off. Well, you actually almost have two weeks off, right, mm-hmm. in a sense between the games. Um, what was that like as a player? Like, just – because you're dealing with all kinds of things. You're dealing with family and friends and ticket requests and hotel requests, a lot of these outside distractions, right? Yes. And then you also have to put together a game plan. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. The first week is the week for everything that you mentioned, uh, family distractions, ticket, ticket requests, and all that other stuff. You're going to go out there and practice a little bit, but you're not going to ramp up practice until the following week because I think at that point coaches are looking at a bunch of film. They're, pre- they're preparing for the, the, the game. But that first week between the time that you've played and the hiatus that you had before you actually travel, that's when you make sure the family members, significant other, they have their rooms and everything. They have their tickets. Wife or significant other takes care of all of that, so you don't have to worry about that. Next week, when you touch down in Arizona, wherever it is the game is, you're focused on football. You don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. And do you even leave the hotel, like that last week? <sighs> that last week, you you like that Monday, what I remember, you know, you did a few things because I think the family comes in later in that week. You did a few things. You might have some appearances that you have to do at Radio Row or whatever, but you're escorted to most of those. I mean, it's a real tight, close environment where, you know, the hotel, the team hotel, nobody can get there unless you're supposed to be there and things of that nature. So it's, it's, really, it's really tough. It's really, really tough to move around like that. Yeah, I, I think the same thing, John, because uh, I go back to 81 when the Eagles made it, and, uh, you know, they always said when, when we beat Dallas in that NFC Championship game, like that was our Super Bowl. But, you know, Vermeil was so, you know, kind of tight, and he had the guys pretty tight down there in New Orleans, whereas I think the Raiders were literally going out. And I don't know if players do that anymore. Like leading up to the Super Bowl, there's some teams that are looser than others in terms of – Hitting the town, but do you think anybody's hitting the town this week? Or? I don't think so because think this, so. Yeah, this, this that, is a business yeah, that trip. That was in the past. <laughs> yeah, this is a business trip. And then you got to think the business trip. Look there at all the, the pitfalls yeah. that are out there now. And the biggest pitfall is women. You know, you go into Arizona, it's a beautiful place to play. And all you hear about Arizona is all the beautiful women. That could be the, the, the biggest. Yeah. The absolute worst distraction that you could possibly have yeah. outside of all the other, you know, the alcohol and just the nightlife and stuff like that. So I think that as a, as a former player, you have to be smart about that and you have to know that you're there because you're trying to be a part of history in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't wait. Again, it's going to be the two, the, they're the two best teams, the best records, the best teams, the best quarterbacks. And you got one guy who's been there, you know, played in the, in the Super Bowl. And Mahomes, you know, who's a former baseball player, his yes. dad played, uh, was a pitcher in the major leagues. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who uh, we haven't seen the story. His story is just beginning. Yeah. Right? yeah that's why I think we're going to be good for a long time. Since you are predicting the Eagles uh, are going to win, you've played for um, Andy. Does he have any weaknesses? Is there a way to beat Andy Reid in this big game? You know what? I think the weaknesses going into this game is from what I've seen from the games that I, I watched. And I'm thinking about last week. Well, week ago when they played Cincinnati Bengals. That chief secondary is, is, is fairly young. So there might be some, some instances where you can exploit what those young guys are trying to do. I saw Hayden Hurst for the Cincinnati Bengals running free in, in the secondary because they, they misjudged the coverage. They, they didn't communicate on that back end. So I think that if you start moving guys around and crisscrossing receivers and stuff like that, you'll get those young guys jammed up on the back end, and there, there might be some opportunities to make some plays like that. Do you think Jalen Hurts will be because they've been somewhat conservative, only because they didn't really have to be, mm-hmm. you know, have to because they had a lead from the get go 
in both games. Uh, do you think they basically take the the governor off? Yes. Let him do it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. This is it. Is this is it? for all. This is the absolute last game of the season. After this, we're getting ready for spring training, guys. Yeah, I know. So right. you might as well. Hey, you're you, coming you might, down. Yeah, you might as well go ahead and let them hang out. Like right. like you say, let them let them drop. Just did you, let them drop. Did you ever do a batting? Oh my uh, challenge? god! Yes. We'll, yes. We'll get into that. Unless we want to get into it yeah. right now. Well, let's get into it right now. Hugh came down, because we're going to go back through your whole career. But yes. you came down in 2008. Now, you came down with Kenny from uh, the Dirty 30. Yes. Right? And you came down with uh, Joe Wechter, uh, WIP's producer. And I think I think the reason you didn't come down with a show, you came down on a quest wanted, to yeah. meet Anna Benson. I think it was that Chris, what it was. Chris Benson's <laughs> wife. Chris yes. Benson's wife. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> no, I, but I remember being there and uh, phenomenal. Like just just every day at Clearwater, the grouper sandwiches at the at the one Pomp spot. We, yeah, we went to the one spot. It just oh. be it, baseball season. Yep. And I remember Ryan Howard, man, my frat brother, like teaching me how to hit the ball the correct way. I didn't know it's like chop. Like you know how most times when you see people, they want to swing up. Yeah. It's like no, you don't swing up. You swing down. Well, that, it's like you swing down. <laughs> back then they were teaching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it might be a oh, different. it's different now. It might be a little different now. <laughs> oh no, because I see now everybody's angle. swinging for the fences. The launch now. Angle, right. Okay, the launch angle. But so that's what it is. Well, you, so we got Hugh a jersey, right? And I actually I had to go. I I meant to Phil Sheridan. Phil's like, I don't know if we have a jersey that big. No, the pants. <laughs> remember, the pants didn't fit either. The pants, <laughs> right. So we yeah. took you into the cage, and Milt Thompson was our hitting coach, and Milt. Uh, got you in the cage down in Clearwater yes. and gave you instructions. That's what he said, chopping wood. You're chopping down on the ball. To so make it's the changed ball. now. So see, it's, cha- it's changed a little bit. I was all excited because I'm <laughs> thinking like I know a little something. And so now I've been working on that motion. Right. So now you're telling me. Well, I'm some screwed, people right? would say, some people would say <laughs> you still know and keep that knowledge because they don't believe in the new school. Well, you, is this like the first time you were ever swung a bat? You didn't play growing up? No, or? I didn't. Oh, like, how about that? Like me okay. growing up, baseball was expensive. That was expensive sport. Yeah. You know what? To be honest, fellas, baseball is expensive. Now when you talk about the travel teams and everything, and it was not a skill set that, I, that I, I groomed and honed. But I tell you what, I think now, is it too late for me to be a DH? I'm 51. Is it too late for me to be a DH? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but first of all, I got to be able to hit the ball. I don't think I would be able to do well, that. Well, what, one thing that I'll always remember is, again, so he was in the cage, right, with yeah. Milt giving instructions, all the players around there, Ryan and Chase and Jimmy and everybody. And then you came back into the locker room. Now all the players are in there. They're getting dressed, kind of getting ready for workout. And you're in there, and you're, you're getting undressed. And I remember you were saying, do you remember what you said to these guys? I don't remember. Uh, you said, uh, I will never – you said – I'll, I'll clean it up a little bit. You said, I will never complain that baseball players are wimps anymore. Uh, no, I do because, remember Because yeah, yeah. every piece of my body hurts right now. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I remember the most about that experience? It was my hands. Mm. Like, because, like, like, like one time I was telling my son, my son woke up one day when he was like 15 and said, hey, dad, I want to play football. I'm like, what the hell you mean you want to play? Like, you're, you're, you're 15 years old and now all of a sudden you want to play? It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? It's like you're talking about a skill set that has been honed with a lot of young kids for years. Same thing with baseball. I remember, like, the, the torquiness of swinging the bat. I remember all of this, the obliques and all right. of this were just sore. Yeah. It was like, it was muscle groupings that I didn't know that I was using until after I got to the room and was like, good God, I tore something. Like, it was just, like, to swing that bat and the, the injuries that they have, and, and, and then you understand what they say, where well, he has an abdomen issue or whatever. 
Because the torque, and I wasn't even hitting, I wasn't even throwing, he wasn't even throwing heat. Right, right. But just the torque that you use just to try to get the ball, hit the ball, number one. And where one. are you hitting? Like, were you connecting in the cage yeah, a, a little, little bit? A couple times. Uh-huh. A couple uh-huh. times. Yeah, but yeah. It's, but even just that, just to, to see the ball, connect with the ball, and yeah. then to to have the power to, 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 to take it out of the park, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot going on, man. Well, we were talking uh, before we went on here, just the, the longevity of the season. You know, uh, the, you know, 162 games. Uh, players are tough, You, I mean, you know, they throw their bodies around. They have, they're standing in against guys who can pitch 100 miles an hour. Yes. You know, and, and you and you get hit by one of those pitches. Yeah. Didn't realize how much or how painful that could potentially be. Yeah. You know, when you talk about guys getting hit with pitches and, and, and orbital bones being cracked and things like that, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot going <laughs> that's on. Lot. Yeah. That's a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get injured in baseball. And the, I just came back from fantasy camp. Uh-huh. And fantasy camp where guys, uh, the average age is probably 60 years old. Uh-huh. These guys come down there and get in their uniforms. <laughs> and the first day there's like, 20 people waiting in line for the trainer's room. The next day, there's like 40. Next day, there's like you know, 60, and it goes deeper and deeper, and it's obliques, and it's hamstrings. Hamstrings, yeah. because you just don't realize how much of your total body – like like swinging a bat, if you're doing it right, that's a total body workout. Yeah. That is a total body yep. workout. And running, too. You know, you're sprinting, you know, from first to – you know, home to first. And, yeah. and people – if you're not used to running like that, you know, people want to get to first as fast as they can. But they're blowing out hammies on a pretty regular <laughs> basis at fantasy camp. <laughs> All right, Hugh, let, let's go through your whole career. Because, uh, you know, and we want to get into also your new career that's going to be starting pretty soon, or at least new in Philadelphia. Um, you grew up in Ohio, yes. right? And as Tom already alluded to, you never played baseball. Was it football? Did you play basketball at all? Played, or? Played, tried to play basketball, embarrassed myself doing that, and never played again. <laughs> you know, missed the layup, and all the little girls started laughing at me. And I was like, you know, it's a wrap for that. That was it. That was it. One so and I done for basketball. Just play football. Just go play football. All right, so you, you went to Mansfield Senior High School, and I asked this question to every pro athlete. At what point did you realize that you had a special talent, that, that maybe you had a special talent that could actually get paid for it? I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, a friend of mine did. His, we called him Daddy Rawls. Ralph Rawls was like my track coach when I was in high school. And I remember him telling me all the time, hey, man, you, you should go to school. Because that wasn't the plan. You know, coming from a small town, that wasn't my initial plan. But he kept getting in my ear saying, hey, man, you need to go to school. You have a skill set. You could go, you know, play in the pros or whatever. And I'm like, oh, whatever. So go get, at least go to school and get education. So he was the guy that pushed me to go to school. And, and that's how when I went to when I went to college, went to a small school, Central State University. And the day that I realized that I might have the ability, I was walking out of the the uh, I was walking off the track, and I saw a scout for the Denver Broncos. I didn't know he was there to see me, but he was, and he he was asking me questions because he at first when he saw me, he he didn't believe how I guess how small I was, and he was just asking me questions like how much I weigh and all this other stuff and. You know, he asked me, did I ever think about going to the pros? And I was like, I didn't put that much thought into it. But when he said it, then that's when I started realizing, like, hey, didn't start. now you start noticing other scouts coming around yeah, and yeah. people watching your practice. And he came to see you. Yeah. He wasn't there to see anybody else. Yeah, so yeah. then you started to realize, like, hey, maybe, maybe, I yeah. could, maybe I could do this at the next level. Well, and then you had a lot of success, too, because you're an All-American there. You had 42 sacks in 32 games in your three-year career. You had 13 multi, multiple sack games. Uh, you actually won the national championship, right, as a sophomore. Yeah, uh, yes, we did. We so, did. obviously, there, there, you had big of a spotlight right there on you. Yeah. Um, did you realize you were going to be a first-round draft pick? Nope. Did not realize that either. So, even, like, before, right before the draft, you no, had no I idea you were going to be a first-rounder. No, you, you know what? Because it was funny. Like, most of the people I talked to, uh, 
the biggest knock on me was I didn't play against any competition. Uh, they didn't know what position I was going to play. I was considered a tweener, a linebacker. I was, I was too big to be a linebacker, but I was too small to be a defensive end. So they really weren't sure at what position that I was going to play. I worked out with the defensive linemen, but uh, they, weren't, they weren't too sure about that. So I, I didn't know. I did not know. They told me it could be anywhere from, like, the second on down. And, and all of a sudden on draft day, I got drafted in the first round by the New York Jets. And Jackson. just completely caught you by surprise. Ca- caught me by surprise. So you were at home, I guess? Uh, yeah, I was at home. I was, in, I was in Dayton, Ohio. I was at my agent's house, yeah. and, and we were watching TV, and he was like, you need to watch the draft. And I'm like, I don't care to watch. Wherever I go, you know, it, I, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go. So when the New York Jets called, <laughs> the first thing they asked me, they said, do you want to play for the Jets? And I paused for a minute <laughs> because I wanted to say no. <laughs> right. And not, not for the reasons you think, though. I, right. I, I didn't want to go to New York. Like, I've never been to New York. I'm from, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. So I was like, well, I don't want to go in a big city. But I ended up saying yes. <laughs> they ended up drafting me. And, and going to New York was a little different. Like, I was in New York in, what, 95? And if you've ever – like, if, you, if anybody out there knows old New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where they had the um, – you know the the what's the best way I can say this on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, it's the Times Square. Square. Yeah, it's yeah. all that. Yeah, Times Square different. was a mess. It was back then. it was different. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was different. It was. And, and and you know it was it was a different time. So yeah. it was. I guess I just keep saying it's different. It was different. <laughs> and uh, was well, different. and you went first, but uh, did you start to put on? I mean, when, did you start to get big that first year? Or, the, uh, the first year that I was there, I, I was still considered small. I, yeah. I didn't get big until my second season, but okay. I came in overweight. I came in mm. like super fat, and I remember Coach Kotai was like, "Wait, look at your ass." That was Kotai. Yeah, That's right. Like, you, yeah. you're so fat, and they wouldn't let me go home. So I had yeah, to stay yeah. in New York and train to get the weight off and get ready for the next season. So yeah, that was that? my second year. I was a little heavy. He actually yeah. played for three first-time coaches. So Kotai was a brand new head coach that year, uh-huh. right? Ninety-five. You guys had a tough year. You went three and thirteen, and then next year was even tougher because you went <laughs> yeah, one and fifteen. 15. Oh, and awesome. actually, my boy uh, Glenn Foley was on that team. Glenn Foley, right? yes. You're, you're gonna be back in Philadelphia with Glenn Foley. Yeah, man. Listen, I remember Glenn Foley's wife made me a pecan pie one time. I don't know if he's still married to, but shout out to Glenn Foley. Made me a pecan pie. It was it was pretty. Was crazy. the pie the best part of that season? Yes, because <laughs> well, that's that, about it. Because we were man, uh, we were. Yeah. yeah. Well, then yeah. he gets, you know, then Kotai gets steps down after the one of fifteen season. Then your last year with the Jets, uh, Bill Parcells, and there was a little controversy there because they wanted to hire Parcells, and then Parcells. No, it was Belichick. Belichick, right? Belichick right, right, right. got the job, right? And then, and then Parcells going to be like an advisor, or yes. Something. And then Parcells ended up getting the job, so Belichick stepped down, and he was the defensive coordinator, right? Mm. And then you get traded to the Eagles. So when yes. you get traded to the Eagles in nineteen ninety eight. What did you think of Philadelphia? Were you excited to come to Philadelphia? No, no not at all. Not at all. Was not, like initially I was not excited. I didn't know anything about Philadelphia. Uh, was not excited. I was like, oh, Philadelphia's dirty. I never, like, because I didn't know. Right. And I remember when I got here, coming through the airport, and people kept saying, just beat Dallas, whatever. And I'm like, what are they, what are they talking about? Because, you know, being in New York and playing for the Jets, we were second-class citizens. Like, it was, it's the, it's the it, what is it, the Yankees, yep. the Mets, or maybe it's no Rangers, the Yankees. Knicks. Well, well, I'm trying yeah. to go in, in, in yeah, the yeah. proper order. It's the Yankees, the Knicks, Rangers, or maybe probably. it's the Knicks, Yankees, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the Jets and are somewhere. Jets and the Islanders are down. Yeah, they're down they're, there. they're way down the yeah. list. So to come here in Philadelphia and and walk through the airport, not have played a down, and people know exactly who I was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And like that's that's Philadelphia in a nutshell. Yep. 
when it comes to their sports figures, man. They 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 never forget you, and they're they're always kind to you if you play well, right? Or if, or if you play hard, yeah, play yeah, the right either, way. Either way, either, and that was or. that was uh, before Andy. Uh, it was Ray Rhodes, Ray right? Rhodes, right? Ray Rhodes. Yeah. How was Andy it uh, playing for him? I mean, I those, loved Ray. He, I know he, he. I love Ray. He got off such a great start in Philly, and then yeah, you know, his Ray, last couple Ray, seasons. Ray was a, Ray was a dead man walking when I got here because yeah. of uh, you know, I think they had already made up their mind mm. that they were going to move on from Ray because I, I remember our offensive coordinator at that time was Dana Bible. Dana Bible was the offensive coordinator for like one one season. And his offense was was pretty bad. We were pretty bad that year. So so yeah, Ray ended up leaving, and then we got Andy Reid, Big Red, Big yeah, Red. For, which was controversial too. That was yes. not the pick that that right. I think Eagles fans not pick, but that was not the choice. The Eagles fans really were who was the, they wanted someone who was the quarterback uh, Bobby, before uh, Bobby Hoying and Rodney and Boy Detmer and Rodney C. Yeah, that's right. But under Andy Reid, Andy wasn't like the the fan favorite. No, he right? was talk, talk radio. Because he was a quarterbacks coach. He was a quarterback coach from Green Bay. He was right. he was Brett Favre's quarterback coach, and and uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, there were rumors that it was going to be Jim Haslett. The old defensive coordinator yeah. from the mm-hmm. Dallas, that's right. Dallas the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then no, the Giants, and then the, the Giants, right? Yeah, yeah, and he played. He was been around for a while, so that was the rumor. And then we found out it was Andy Reid. And the first thing that a lot of people thought, because we liked Ray, Ray Rhodes, that who is this guy? Who is he gonna? You know, what is he gonna do? But boy, Andy Reid, like Coach Reid, turned out to be, he's a Hall of Fame coach now. Oh yeah, you know, love him to death, love him to death. Got us. He got the best out of us when, when he got here, you know. And then we went on that 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 phenomenal run that we had when he was here, and you know, eventually got to the Super Bowl. Didn't win it, but we got there. So yeah, Coach yeah. I, a hell of a coach. And you just got yeah. better and better because you got you know the first season under Andy went five and eleven. Well, then you flip it. You go eleven and five in two thousand, and you win a, you win a playoff game against the Bucks. Yeah. Right. And then two thousand one, you win the NFC East. You win the wild card. Uh, beat the Bears in divisional series. Then you lost the NFC Championship game to the Rams just kept getting better and then and you go 12 and 4 in 2002 uh I mean I guess you saw the building up you, you go to the Jags for a little bit yes right under another first year coach Jack Del Rio and then 2004 talk about 2004 oh, man. that season uh the, the beginning of that season I had just got cut by Jacksonville so I knew that my my career was coming to an end and uh I remember I, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I just want to get one more bite at the apple because this is probably my last go around. And I remember in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going for the money grab. So whoever is going to pay me the most money, that's where I'm going to go because that was my mindset. And I remember a friend of mine called me and said, fool, you better take your ass back to Philadelphia. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know. And, 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 and this was before the season even started. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, no. He said, you don't need to go anywhere else. He said, your career is starting to wind down. You need to go back to Philly. He said, just go back to Philly. So I said, you know what? I'll just go back to Philly. I, I didn't entertain any other offers. I said, I want to go back to Philly and, and came back and we went to the Super Bowl. And it really was one of the best places you could land for a oh, shot yeah. at the Super Bowl. We had yeah. been to the uh, NFC title game. You know, well, plus, yeah. it, plus it was a deep defensive line right there that yep. you were Definitely. just another cog. You weren't supposed to – the pressure wasn't on you. Yeah, it was just to be a part. Just right, because you had yeah, yeah. Uh, with Burgess, you had – Grasmanis, you had uh, Javon Kirst. Javon Kirst, yeah. you had McDougal, you had uh, Sam Rayburn, Corey Simon. Yeah, right. You had, some good, you had a good group. Hollis, guys. your boy Hollis. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things where it was just a no-brainer to come back to Philadelphia. Yep. I mean, that was a smart, smart, smart thing to do, smart move. And so I just came back. 
What was the uh, and hope I'm not bringing up a sensitive subject. Was uh, didn't you get in a scuffle with T.O. and was it? You know what's funny. Every time I tell this story, I don't know no why I just thought how, about it. Just no matter how many times I tell this story, people believe what they want to believe. It did not happen. Okay, like we had some words, right? And we we had a little bit of a scuffle. It was not totally overblown the way that it was described. But to this day, everybody's oh, well, you beat up T.O. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <And> <laughs> would, that, would, that, would that be a fair fight? <laughs> T.O. says the same thing, but right. no matter what, I'm pretty sure. It just all depends on who you talk to, because I'm pretty sure he, people tell him he beat me up, and people tell me that I beat him up, and I, and I and, and no matter how many times I say it, like it doesn't, it didn't happen that way. People want to tell the story yeah. the way that they want to tell it, but yeah. it, it did. We and, just had some. And work. talk about coming back from an injury, right? Yeah. Did that guy? Yeah. Remember that was a it, yeah, because he had broke his leg. You right, talking about for the right. Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, he broke his leg, and then he came back. Like everyone's yeah. writing him off. To listen, man. To is a guy that that's he's very misunderstood. Hell of a teammate, though. Like, that's why it's – the irony of all of this is this. When I hear people say, oh, he's a bad teammate or he's this, that, or the, he's a passionate guy. He's a passionate guy. And if you don't understand that, it like anybody, it tends to rub people the wrong way. Right. I'm pretty sure you know people yeah. that, that you're, really, you're really cool with, fun person – but people outside say, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a Richard or he's, a, he's this or that. Be like, no, that's not him. He's just – you got to get to know the person. I, I think T.O.'s a phenomenal teammate, man, and he works hard. He's been working hard, and uh, it, it was one of those unfortunate situations that, that no matter how many times you try to tell the story the right way, somebody's going to believe what they want to believe. Well, it was a great run in 2004. And then, you know, what's fascinating with you, Hugh, is, uh, you know, your transition into broadcasting, you know. Uh, how, how did that uh, begin? Uh, another friend of mine, Derek Boyko. It happened when – uh, Howard Eskin got in trouble for something. And I remember at WIP, they needed somebody to fill in. I, I guess they didn't have enough hosts or whatever. And so Derek Boyko was like, hey, you need to pro He said, you should go do that. He said, you, I can see you doing radio in a few years. He said, that's an easy, nice, easy gig. You have fun. And you have a lot of personality. So you could probably do that. So I, I filled in for Howard one day. But wait, I heard there was a bargain in there. In a sense, you saw Angelo Gattaldi had like a, a, a varsity jacket. jacket. No, see, that's a different story. See, that's, that, a different that, right. that's a story where <laughs> Angelo was trying to get me to come on his show. Right, 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 right. And his I TV was, show. Yes, and I was trying. And Angelo never liked to come to the, the locker room. Yep, still doesn't. So he doesn't. <laughs> no. So the bargain was, okay, Angelo, I will come on the show if you give me a jacket and come into the locker room and ask me yourself. Right, right. And he did it. He did it. <laughs> and, 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 and I still have that jacket to this Is day. Is that right? <laughs> I still have that, this jacket. And he came into the locker room. And so that's how that story started. But then I started going to the radio station because I had to fill in for Howard. Yep. And I remember it was Mark Rayfield and Tom Lee. And they asked me, have I ever thought about doing radio? And I was like, I ain't, no, I didn't think about it. And, and it kind of went from there. And I remember when I retired from the Eagles, Howard Eskin called me and said, hey, if you're willing to move back to Philadelphia, we'll give you a job. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I ain't doing nothing else. So, yeah. Okay. I heard back. another barter one, too. I get a lot of scoop on you, Hugh. <laughs> yeah, is look. that you said you're going to – I like swag, man. This I'm is swag. Not, this is, I guess it's swag in a, in a bit. But someone said – you said, I would, I would come back uh, for Milk Duds. Milk right? Duds, yeah. <laughs> and didn't Kenny from the Dirty joke. 30 yeah. like come back – Bring a whole thing of milk duds for you. Kenny I did was, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was one of those things, man. I would just say stuff just to see, you 
know if I get some free milk duds. So, yeah, <laughs> free milk duds. Free milk duds. Yeah, Man, you work cheap, I'm, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about <laughs> Jacket, that. milk duds, yeah, bucket yeah. hat. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm all about uh, do you like that part of it, you, 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 You're such a personable guy. I mean, uh, it seems like it comes naturally. Do you, do you like that going back and forth with the fans? I do. I do to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's the unfortunate thing about sports nowadays is that sometimes it, it, it gets a little out of hand. You know, when you when you see, like, you see certain clips of people fighting in the stands and things of that nature, that that's a little bit too much, man. We're here. We're Sports, think about it like this. <laughs> During the pandemic, what is the one thing that brought us all together? Sports. No what doubt. was the last dance? How many people watched that? Yeah, everybody I mean, that everybody was, and yes. their mama watched right, that. That's what starving, brought us together because for we content. didn't have yep. nothing else. And it's unfortunate that sometimes – you know, in, in our fandom, which I, I totally get. And I, but I, I try to, you know, stay away from it as much as I can. But it's, it's – we get, we get a little ridiculous. We get a little ridiculous yeah. sometimes. <laughs> All right. Now, Tom, now Hugh uh, is and was – or was – and it is, sorry, Atlanta radio, right? I You're know, still well, doing it yeah, up, until, it, yeah. up until you I'm still, disappointed. And we, we want to get to the part. <laughs> we want to get to the part where obviously you're going to be working WIP pretty soon. But uh, in your talk radio, obviously, we play the Braves. Yes. So how cool was that? Like, you know, here you've got some Philadelphia loyalty, more to the Eagles. But, you know, it was interesting. You spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. Yes. And you're down there. Were you known as a – as a Philadelphia guy down I, there, or I, I was no that I was I was a carpet bagger. Okay. That's what I was called. I yep. was called a carpet bagger. Yeah, okay. uh, I, I will be. The, I will full disclosure. Watched a lot of Braves games. Wore a lot of Braves gear, and it was one of those things where I said, "Well, I got love for the Phillies," and I always I never denied the fact that I had love for the Phillies. Right. And I went to Phillies games and other. But I was like, "Okay, I'm here. I'm not wearing any Eagles gear. I mean, excuse me, I'm not wearing any Falcons gear. Can't do that. Baseball is a little different." Basketball is a little different. Gotcha. But now, since I'm back, the first like the first thing that I did, I'm like, heck, I can't, I can't bring this Braves gear. Like I had some nice Braves gear. I'm like, I can't bring any of this. No, up you there. can't bring that back. I was like, because I'm like, wait a minute, they're in the same, they're in the same division. Can't do that. Yeah, got to get rid of that. They just donate can't. it to a school or I something. Gave, yeah, I had to. I had to get. I gave it to the uh, Goodwill. Had to give it to some nice, you know, the Raglan shirts, the the real nice ones. Yeah. And I was like, man. But the unfortunate thing about it is this, and, it, and 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 I'm gonna say this, but I'm not. I'm not jockeying for free gear. That's not what I'm doing here. <laughs> but I tried to go on the fanatic site and get some some Phillies gear before I got here. Dude, Phillies hot. Yes. It's hard to find. Can't <laughs> so, find it. So, can't find it anywhere, so I got to <laughs> wait till next year. But that was what it had to get rid of the Hawks gear. Had to get rid of all of that because it's like, listen, it's one thing for people to know that I'm not wearing Falcons gear. But I can't wear it. Like going to a Phillies game, going to a Sixers game with anything less We'll probably get you beat up, regardless of who you are. So I was like, I can't do Well, that. we're going to get you to uh, meet Francis Winky, uh-huh. who uh, works down the New Era Team Store down there. We'll get you set up uh, down there for <laughs> I'm you. I'm just so happy for you. You can be your true self now that you're back in Philly. You don't have to, you know, you can just, it can be Philly all the time. You don't have to be it's closeted anymore. It's a little easier yeah. because it's funny. When I, when I first started doing radio in, in Atlanta, I, I would uh, – I would get in trouble because I would wear Eagles gear. Like I had an Eagles jacket yeah, that I would sure. wear, and 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 the Falcons are really really nice people. M- Mr. Blank's a really nice guy, and they would give me Falcons jerseys and T-shirts. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Can't wear that. I can't wear that. Well yeah, I can't wear that. Now, okay, I'll compromise because you know how at our station in Atlanta, they want like we're representatives of the sports team. So they they want you to wear the sports gear. Sure. So I'll as a compromise, I'll say, okay, I wear the Hawks gear. I wear some of this Hawks gear. I wear I wear some of this this Braves gear. But I refuse to wear Falcons gear. I can't do it. I like cannot, it, you. Cannot I like it. it. I know, and I know uh, before you made the move to WIP to come back up here, though, I was reading, did you uh, do a little bit of, like, rugby? That was a lot, yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? It was uh, a friend of mine asked me to do a little bit of rugby. Like, a, the, like uh, a play-by-play or color guy? Or or? Just talking about rugby. Oh, and how okay. Diff- Listen, let me tell you. Rugby is a lot harder than you think it is. It's, it's foot, it looks hard to you. That's what I was going to ask you. You're not wearing pads. You're, you're constantly <laughs> running, and, and the, phys, the physical aspect of it is, is, is just like football, yeah. but you're constantly running. Like, you couldn't take a rugby player, a football player couldn't play rugby. It would take him a while. Because, you know, like, like in, in soccer, they call it being fit, right. you know, run up and down the pitch. Same thing in rugby. Same thing. You have to be physically fit because you're running up and down the pitch. How about the, the, the All Blacks team in, from – uh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. New Zealand. How about yeah. how about when they get ready for the game? They do the to the hookah or what are they? Right. What are they call right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 they, the tribal dance. Yes, yeah. and <laughs> and it's the most intimidating thing, right? Well, you gotta but, psych yourself up up because you know it is physical and yes, it is. you know you just gotta. So my question too is Jordan Mulata. I mean, I love seeing those clips when they uh, recruited him. You know those clips rugby. of guys, yeah, rug, running like a hundred miles an hour, just guys bouncing off him. Uh, he was a, he was what you call a truck. He was a tank out there. <laughs> Total tank. So here's my prediction. I don't know if you can get, make a sports bet on this. I think the Eagles, at one point in the Super Bowl, they're going to pull a refrigerator purry. Really? And line him up. Why don't they line him up at the backfield if they need no, – they got Jalen Hurts getting, uh, you know, 100 yeah. Well, he's never – yeah, he, yeah, but he, he got always gets he got that a block, tough yard. You got to get Jordan Mulata to block. We didn't have to block. You're already fired. <laughs> you're fired as offensive coordinator. I'm not the offensive coordinator. Hey, hey, listen, I, I forgot need, about that. I need, I need him to block people. <laughs> yeah. I don't need him carrying the damn ball. Hey, just, and if he fumbles that ball, then you're fired again. <laughs> I know. Well, that's true, too. But uh, Jalen does get that automatic, you know, if we need the yard. I'm just saying, if Jalen wasn't so automatic, I'd say throw Jordan back there and just give him the ball. Yeah, we need him to block. I guess I got to say, like, the quarterback. I won't place that bet. The quarterback sneak these days has become more automatic than I remember it. Right? For, I, for the I feel Eagles, like, it has. No, no, you know I'm not saying in all, in, all, in all the teams. Because of analytics. You know, analytics mm-hmm. says in certain situations like those that you should go for it. I mean, like, analy- like you know, it's funny because when you, when you think of analytics, the first thing that comes to mind to me is Moneyball right. and how it, baseball has integrated into the analytics and everything. Football – is right there with it. You just don't hear about it as much as you do in baseball. Right. But analytics is, is in almost all of the sports now, especially when you talk about different players and different fits and everything like that. They use a lot of analytics in football. But yeah. particularly with that uh, quarter, the, the way the Eagles do the quarterback sneak, there, wasn't there some kind of controversy? Like they're not lining up right, or maybe they're pushing Jalen? And I don't know. They, I, I think I, I what do recall hearing apart. something about that, talking about guys pushing him or whatever, yeah. pushing him in. I mean, listen, anything to get momentum. Jalen's a strong yeah. young man anyway. Oh, Jalen's yeah. squatting like 600 pounds. So he, he has that leg push, that leg drive. But, yeah, I think it's because it, it, I guess they feel like it gives you an unfair advantage or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're doing something right because it does seem automatic. Now, a couple things that uh, you've got to be very proud of. One, 2019, you were inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. 
right? And you've yes. got guys like Jerry Rice and Walter Payton and, you know, some big, Mel big Blount, yeah, man. Big stars yeah. in that. Uh, yeah. So that's good. you got to be very proud of that. Uh, Harold and then Carmichael? Harold yeah. Carmichael, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Will Montgomery's got to be in there too, right? Yeah. Well, I think so. Abilene I think so. State? Texas Abilene. Texas Abilene. No, I, don't think, I don't think Texas Abilene is. Uh, oh, it's not? I don't think that's HBC. Okay. okay. Um, but then in two, then last year, you were inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame. What was that like? Oh, man, that was great. Just coming back to Philadelphia, uh, seeing all my old teammates, uh, just chopping it up with them, busting. You know how it is, man. When you see guys that you've, you've played with for so long, you walk through history with, and just to be back and, and be on the same plane with them and, and being back in this great city, being back in that stadium, it was just – it was surreal. It was really surreal. I mean, we saw some of that for the – not the Hall of Fame, but uh, for the playoffs. Yeah, we J-Roll, Ryan, I saw that. And J-Roll, J-Roll and, yeah. Uh, Cole Hamels. and Cole. We you know, a, Cole was in Atlanta for a little while. And Ryan Howard's there. Yeah, yeah, the big piece. They were down there. Yeah, Ryan lives there now. Haven't had, Didn't get a chance to see him, but it's always great. Didn't get a chance to, like, interact with the guys when they were there, but – it's always great to see that connection with the, with the, with the Phillies. And I got to tell you what, too. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, when you come down to spring training, because uh, let's talk about WIP. You're mm-hmm. going to be starting the new uh, midday, midday show, show in a with couple Joe weeks. With Joe Giglio, yes. With Joe Giglio. You often hear him on, you know, doing the postgame show. Um, and that's got to be very exciting, right? Yes, it is. Doing Joe, that from Joe, 10 to 2. You know, it's funny. I, I hear – you know how you hear different things about a person, but you just – you want to see for yourself. They say Joe's a little different. Joe loves his baseball too, so that's yes, that that should be pretty exciting. You know, just getting back into the to to the to the flow of things, talking baseball with Joe, so that should be pretty exciting. Well, you're coming down to spring training, and when you come down, I'm making this pronouncement right here. Go ahead, and then I'm gonna have to call Dan McDonough to get it cleared. Uh, how about you throw out the first pitch down in Clearwater? What do you think? I have no problem. You know, I did that. You remember I did that before, right? Yeah. And it was a little kid that came behind me and embarrassed <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know you got to put a little stank on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so got to give you. I'm giving you an opportunity to, to improve on your first one. Yeah, I do. Because I because people were very very disappointed. And we'll make sure there's two little kids before you this time. <laughs> what is it, uh, John? Keep throw it high. I always tell. Well, okay, this is funny. So yeah, I every time we have a celebrity, this is my 30th year with the Phillies, Hugh. And every time, you know, I'm usually the one that has the celebrities, and I say uh, it's always better to go too high than too low. Mm-hmm. If you go too high, you get a ooh. You go too low, like go in the uh, dirt, you get a boo. You get a boo. Oh, okay. You get a boo. Yeah, if it goes low, you're usually, you know, throwing it worm in burning. the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worm burning. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want to do that one. So, and obviously I might have to practice a little bit, Obviously, man, you don't want to do like 50 Cent, which goes way out to the left, or Mariah Carey goes straight down. Or no, because this is a little bit of – like, you don't know – like, I don't think people realize that it never pitched like me, that when you're on that mound, that's a little intimidating. Yeah, yeah. It's a little intimidating. Yep, for sure. And it's like you're looking down, and it's like you want to make sure that, you know – and that's when you throw the worm burner because right. you're throwing down. That's yeah. why I say, too, don't try to throw too hard because uh-huh. that's when guys throw the worm burner because they don't extend as much. So, the, so we had A.J. Brown uh-huh. last year uh, came to throw the first pitch. I had no idea he was a draft pick of the Padres, right? So uh-huh. Oh, so he, he had some heat. He yeah, had, he brought well, some I heat. didn't know that. So I'm like, A.J., hey, John Brazier. I'm like, uh, you know, I'll be with you uh, for the first pitch. And I gave him my spiel. Make sure you, you know, don't try to throw too hard. Go, you know, if you throw too high, go do a high release point. Did he tell you this ain't my first rodeo? He's, he's, just, he's yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at me like very polite, uh-huh. but he's looking at me just it's like, I got it. Like, you know, I'm like, okay. He almost, so, he almost took the fanatic hand he, off, yes, actually. he did an unbelievable, like, yeah, yeah. threw heat, not just heat, he threw, had a little bite in it, right? <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, I find out later that he was a 20th round draft pick yeah. of the Padres. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, Doug Peterson threw a, a Doug heater. Threw, 
Doug threw a great one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to be back in uh, Florida. Can you can you just taste the grouper uh, sandwich? I didn't eat the grouper what? sandwich. Oh no, I didn't eat it because I'm not, like I know oh. this might sound weird, but I'm not really a seafood guy. Oh, I'm, I mean, I, I I I've had I've eaten it, but it's not like say if I'm looking on the menu, that's not going to be my first choice. Mm. All right. I'm more of like a a, a steak kind of guy, a burger type deal. But yeah, burgers down there. Have a Cuban food. There's a my favorite restaurant down there is Columbia. Columbia. Haven't been to the Cuban spot yet. All right. That's a good I spot. Might have, might have to take it there. Key. All right. Tom, are we ready for this uh, quiz here? You're going to uh, quiz you. I do see apparel since uh, you're a bucket uh, hat guy, too. So yes, I think I, I think yes, there's I a bucket hat on the line here. So All right, Hugh, I have eight questions. Eight. You have to get six to have the bucket hat. Okay. I think I'm going to give you the bucket hat anyway, but nobody's going to do that. <laughs> um, and you got to get six out of eight. It's all about you, and it's multiple choice. Okay. All right? So, so you got a shot. I think you got yeah, a really I, good shot. I hope I do. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. Ready? Your first question. All right. Here we go. You went to Mansfield Senior High School in Mansfield, Ohio, right? Yes. Which of these celebrities? Now I'm I'm a little loose on celebrities, so okay. you know, just <laughs> yeah. which of you mean Mansfield these, didn't have a just no, a ton no, of celebrities? Not, I think gone. I know where he's going to go with I, this. I'm though. not saying I'm <laughs> I not saying I got this first. I'm not saying that. All I'm right. just saying like you know, well known. I should say all right because you know some of these aren't celebrities. This is in Beverly Hills High. Right. right. <laughs> okay. Well, no. I'm sure if I went to my high school, I'd be doing the same thing. To not go to Mansfield Senior High School. Okay. So three of them went to Mansfield. Mm -hmm. One did not. Okay. You got to tell mm -hmm. me which one did not. Uh, Sherrod Brown, uh, U.S. Senator from Ohio. Uh, that's A. B is Lee Adams, a Tony Award winning lyricist at Bye Bye Birdie. And those are wow. the days from All in the Family. Okay. Those were the days. I don't think you made that guy uh, up, but go ahead. Singer Terrence Trent Darby. Sign your name on the cross. My Terrence heart. Trent Darby did not go to Massachusetts. <laughs> Is that true? Bang! You don't even have to hear the fourth one. I, I didn't even get to Keon Johnson, who's Winthrop's all-time leading scorer. Was, you got it right. Terrence Trent Darby. Was it, was it my singing that guy? No, I just know like all the names you mentioned. I was like, he did not go to Massachusetts. <laughs> all right, you also went to Central. And you're State. right; those other ones are borderline celebrities. You there, also Josh. went to Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. Which of these celebrities did not go to Central State? Okay. Eric Williams, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman for the Cowboys and the Ravens. Otis Day, lead singer of Otis Day in the Nights from Animal House. Amoroso Manigo Stallworth, who's from The Apprentice and Surreal Life. And Hastings Kamuzu Banda, who's former president of Malawi. The, the second guy. Who was the second guy? Otis Day. Otis Day. Otis yeah, Day. Otis. <laughs> Otis. Otis, my Otis man. Otis, my man. He, my. Didn't, he didn't go, He huh? did not go there. No, no. he did not but go But I saw Otis Day down in Clearwater, Florida. Oh, yeah? When, uh, one New Year's I Eve. partied with Otis in a frat house at Drexel University. Did, did, did so, you really? uh, Yeah, did, yeah. Did I saw, yeah, did well, party. we saw him uh, perform in, in the band, and then they came to the fraternity party that night. We're in the basement. Did and you yell, Otis, my man? Oh, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're kind of supposed to. You have to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. To. All right, you're two for Shamalama, two. Shamalama, ding dong. Shamalama, yeah. all, right, all right. Two for two. Uh, who was not drafted before you in the 1995 draft? So you were number 16 in the draft. Yes. Who was not drafted before you? So three of these were drafted before you. One was after you. Tyrone Wheatley, Mike Mamola, Warren Sapp, Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway was drafted after me. Who was not drafted? Did I mess this one up? Right? I think you did. I was going to – Mamola was a different year, yeah, right? Mamola was drafted before me. No, it was before you, yeah. Uh, oh. Tyrone Wheatley was drafted after me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. 
Okay, yeah, uh, Tyrone Wheatley was drafted. Who was not drafted before. So, yes, meaning after. Okay, so, okay. Tyrone Wheatley, we just got yeah, it right yeah, there. Yeah, okay. All right, All right got there it right it there. Is. Yeah, I screwed All that right. one up. Dude. Well, I, I didn't really phrase it the best way. Well, what pick was uh, Mamula? Mamula was like 12th or something. Yeah. Mamula went pretty high. Really? Yeah. No, he was yeah. like ninth, I think. Yeah, yeah remember he was I mean, like the, the combine king. Yeah, he was right? yeah I remember, I remember yeah. when Mike Mamula, when he ran in the combine, everybody was – it was – the whole buzz of the combine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah. he he was he he lit it up at the combine. He we just saw it. Mike at the Darren Dalton event uh, not too long ago. Yeah, last All week. All right, you are three for three. Three for three. You. Uh, you are sixth all time in sacks for the Eagles with fifty four and a half. Who is the NFL? This should be a no brainer. Who is the NFL all time sack leader? Bruce Smith. Two hundred. I don't even need to ask that one. Bruce all right. Smith. You are four for four. Four for four. You're on a Two roll. more you need. All right. Tom had mentioned uh, rugby in two thousand eleven. You were co-host for. Of a Six Nations Championship rugby show on BBC. Uh, it was a rugby union tournament featuring England, France, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and Italy. Who has won the most outright titles with 29? Uh, is it Ireland, England, France, or Wales? I want to say England. England is right. He is five for five. Australia's not in there. Don't they usually have a big uh, rugby team? They do have a very good rugby team, but this is more – It's a. An old school Six Nations. Oh, okay, I got it. So it's a tournament. Right, so they're just not even in that. All right. right. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, you are currently doing a sports radio show in Atlanta. How many combined championship titles? You know what? Tom hasn't seen this uh, list. You can use Tom as a lifeline if you want because he hasn't okay. seen these questions. You are currently doing a sports radio show in Atlanta. As I said, how many combined championship titles does Atlanta have in the four major sports, which is Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and used to be the Flames and then the Threshers. How many combined championships that they have? Combined championships out of, out of those. Uh, I can tell you right now the – One. Uh, Give them the uh, four choices. Uh, yeah, the four choices are seven, three, five, or two. I'm going to say two. You want to go a lifeline? Don't use me as a lifeline. My quiz uh, – Because I know one of them was the, Bra- <laughs> the Braves won. Well, they won twice, right? The Braves won it twice. Braves actually won four times. They won four. Yeah, See, okay. and the Hawks have won one time way back uh, when. You talking about way? You talking way about back? The Hawks. Way, you talking about, way? You talking about way, way back? back yes. When. yes. Now right. the Falcons or the, any of the hockey franchises did not. No, nah, that was a yet. tough one. That was, yeah, tough that was one. a tough one. All right, number seven. We mentioned Joe Giulio. How did he get his break in radio? Okay. Do you know the answer already? He won. He won a contest. All right. contest. Uh, I don't well, remember okay. the exact contest. All right, so it's A, you're on the right track. A, begged Angela for a job at Wing Bowl. B, met David Yagaroff at a wedding. C, producer for Mike Golix. D, won a fantasy phenom contest on Fantasy on the, Phenom. On the fan. There it is. How about that? He knows his already. I do know that because I, when, I, when I talked to Joe, he was, telling me, he was telling me that, and he won it, and he was doing shifts in New York. He was doing shifts up there. Yeah. All right, there awesome. you go. Well, you've already qualified for the bucket hat. Getting just, to know my co-host. Yeah, just are. for bonus, in 2000, the Eagles made the playoffs and beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-3 to in the wild card game, right? We talked about that. Who did not score a touchdown in that game for the Eagles? So three of these guys scored a touchdown, one did not. Okay, tell me who did not. Darnell Autry, Na Brown, Jeff Thomason, Donovan McNabb. Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> Donnell Autry. He is six for seven or seven for seven eight. Seven for eight. Seven for eight. And yes, he did very well. You know, Donnell Autry did a, a, a zombie movie. He was, what's it called? Really? Yeah, he was a young Frank, what's it called? Something, Black Frankenstein or something. Is that right? Yeah, he did it. Is did that what he's doing now? No, he did one. It was like way back in the day. Way back. He was supposed to be a, he was Frankenstein. 
Now, did you ever think about that for like an acting point of view? I think you'd be really good at that. I did a, I did a little acting. I was in Limitless, like for a, like a quick second. The movie Limitless? Yes. Wow. What for were like you? like a quick second. Were you in like the bar scene the or poker, something? The or? poker scene. Oh, poker. Matter of okay. fact, I shot it here in Philadelphia. I shot yeah, it in Philadelphia. how about that? Wait, is that M. Night Shyamalan? No. No. Oh. Bradley Cooper's the Bradley star Cooper. oh, right, that right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. His mind, you know, he can he could, he think of everything. Like, yeah. He was limitless. Yeah, he was limitless. <laughs> and the Eagles are going to be limitless. How's that for a segue, John? Love it. It makes no sense. But, uh, Hugh, <laughs> thanks for coming down. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. And we can't wait to, for, to work with you this, this year and many years yeah, going we're going to see you in Florida. Man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get just get back in the saddle, being here in Philadelphia. It's going to be great. Going to games, hanging out, singing Sweet Caroline. Yes. All of that. And we're yes. going to get you Phillies gear. We're going to wear out your arm by throwing out the first pitch. Yeah, I got to work gonna, on that. I got to work on that first pitch. You're going to take BP with our with our uh, hitting coach now. He's going to, uh, you know, whatever. We're going we're gonna to meet all our whole new staff. Yeah, it's going to meet Philly yeah, Rob. It's changed a lot. Philly yeah, Rob. Yeah, it's changed a lot. The truck has already left for spring training. It's hard to believe. It's Is already, that right? Yeah, yeah it's already know, left. I think I saw some pictures of that where they, they, yeah. they had video of, like, packing it up and packing everything. Packing it up. It's already gone down. Players report in another week or Tom, so. Tom so. and I one year drove down in the, yeah. in the Fanatic van with the Fanatic. Uh, drove all the way from here down to Florida. Not without incident. John uh, backed up sure into a does, trash dumpster. Does, and does the fanatic know how to act on the road, though? Because it just seems like when he gets outside of Philly, it's just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wheels come off. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch that. You got to watch the fanatic. All right, John, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Philly's Backstage.